0: Mike, what's, what's going m- on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing, bud? Not, not much. Not a day. Not a day, man. <laughs> Trying to shake these me. headaches. That's about it. <laughs> oh, man. I-, I thank my boy, Mike Estrada, for getting the logo right. So all my small business owners, if y'all need some logos, y'all hit up my boy, Mike, man. Today, we want to welcome everybody the episode five of, of Coach's Corner. Today, we got a, a a repeater, another one that came through for the second time. Today, Mr. Mr. Thad Bryant, I want to welcome you back to the podcast.
1: Man, I appreciate you guys having me on again. I know that uh, since we talked last time, we were always trying to get back on here and, and figure out a way to uh, talk it up and catch up on the changes that have happened over the last few months, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah yeah so today we're gonna get in get into some some younger age groups versus the older age groups you know now thad coaching the younger ones so we gotta see how it's been in, in in the younger age group and the difference between the parents the ones that's that's been there and then the ones that's just begin so yeah I think
1: I think that is like that it's been an eye opener and from that aspect. Because as coaches, <clears throat> you kind of tend to forget that, or I guess not forget. You just take for granted that everybody should already know this, or they should know that. And uh, to be honest, a bunch of these younger parents are just getting started, you know, and and they don't really know. They don't really know any more than their daughters do sometimes, right? right. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that, shoot, you and I both were in that situation to where we were both getting started at one point in time, you know? And yep. there was somebody that always took took myself and took you under their wing and said, look, I want to teach you this, this, and this about the game. And we had a choice as adults to either embrace that or not, you know? So I chose to, to try to embrace it. And now I'm trying to kind of pay it forward. And and do the same thing again, you know, but just it's just night and day um, going from going from coaching an 18U national level team where you wake up every day or literally every day, and your main concern is how are you going to get the kids that aren't committed already into their forever home at the next level like you Monday through Friday and of course on Saturday and Sundays, that's your main goal is how can we get these kids committed? What schools do we need to find for them? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but <clears throat> you go from, from thinking like that or what schools fit what they bring to the table. You go from thinking stuff like that to thinking, let me teach this kid how to charge a ground ball. Let me teach her how to, let me teach her how, what a drop step means. And I'm going to tell you a story that blew my mind. This was this weekend. I'm at a tournament here in Midland and I was watching our, our 20, 2013s, our 10U team play. And there was a first year 10U kid on that team just coming up from coach pitch. When I saw our tryouts, she had like a swing that looked natural, like a natural mechanically sound swing. Mm -hmm. And from an eight-year-old, that's you don't see that very often. So it kind of caught my attention. Well, um, we ended up picking her up, and she had been struggling. She just didn't want to swing the bat, didn't want to get the bat off her shoulder. And uh, her dad calls me up, and he said, look, Man, I think we figured it out. He says she looked at home at home plate like, like coach pitch. If it wasn't down the middle, she wasn't swinging. Mm-hmm. And she didn't understand that if the ball touched part of the white on the outside, that it was still a strike. And if it t- touched part of the white on the inside, that it was still a strike. She didn't realize that. And he said, I'm embarrassed, man, because I didn't think to break it down like that. And and that kind of opened my mind up. Like, look, even though some of these seven and eight-year-olds are unbelievably talented, they're still seven and eight, mm-hmm. you know? And we can't forget that as coaches. We can't forget what they don't know. We can't take for granted that that they do know what that means. We can't take for granted that we can't say things like, make sure you stay connected through impact. Like, they don't know what being connected is. <laughs> You can't say make sure, make sure, uh, make sure you don't pull off the ball. Why are we pulling so hard? And they're like, What do you mean? I'm trying to hit the ball. Yeah. You know? They just play <laughs> like, it. Yeah. They're just playing, you mm-hmm. know? And they trust you to mold and groom them into what they're gonna end up being. I mean, like the team that your your oldest that your oldest daughter's on, that the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like That team right there is where where we strive to be. Um, I know there's a few teams in that age group, in this age group that we're in, that are elite teams, you know. And I can promise you this, that they haven't always been that way. They've had to work to get there, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to get back into it at an entry level and just take what I've learned at that 18U division and try to kind of not so much because of the age difference, but I'd still try to apply a lot of what I did with them to the younger girls. And you'd be surprised that they really embrace it. And they, they, they like that and they enjoy being pushed in that way,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Like what's the, what's the biggest like difference that you felt like in coaching in coaching, like your coaching style that you had to kind of, I don't, like, dumb it down, like, you know, like. Yeah, like, um, like, like simplify,
1: point... like, simplify what you're saying.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like, if I'm standing on third, let's, for instance, for
1: example, if I'm standing in the third base coach's box and <clears throat> I see a kid, I see a kid take a bad cut, swing at a rise ball, um, I might say something like, You've got to be more disciplined. Being like at an eighteen u at an eighteen u level, you've got to be more disciplined. Hit with the uh, hit the pitch you're looking for. Hunt the we're hunting strikes that we're looking for. We're not we're not hunting a rise ball. We will never hunt a rise ball. Saying stuff like that to a kid that's eighteen u versus a kid that's that's eleven. Let's see that goes something like this. Hey, on that next cut, the next pitch, let's lay off the high stuff, okay? Look, we're looking for pitches about our knees. Knees to our belt line. Anything above our belt, we're not swinging at. You got me? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. And that little change. Like, I can't tell them. I can't tell an 11-year-old and get technical and say four or five words to them in technical terms. Mm
0: -hmm. They're not going
1: to know what I'm saying, you know? So, you got to find a way to simplify it. But – you also got to find a way to be instructive but not embarrass these kids in front of their peers mm-hmm. because there's a lot of them that aren't mentally tough yet. Right. And they don't know how to take that. They get embarrassed. Um, And so it's, it's a fine line, but man, I, <laughs> I really, I really enjoy doing it. I really, I mean, as you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, I honestly think that the twelve U division is just another type of challenge for me. And uh man, I, I I'm happy that I'm having this much fun doing. It's a blast. It's a
0: blast. Yeah. So like knowing knowing, you know, about the twelve U division and all the stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that with the younger ones that, that they doing now, when you when you first came, like how would you approach the season different knowing what you know now in this age? Group? <clears throat> well, I was –
1: I was really lucky, to be honest. I've, I've been associated with a lot of people that have teams and have kids that play this age group, right? Being that my daughter was 2012. And so I've kind of always really followed, for instance, y'all's team all the way back to when y'all were Bombers – and then so forth and so on. Every step you've taken, I've kind of followed you guys along the way. Um, so to be fair, I kind of knew what I was getting into when I started. I knew that it wasn't going to be the 12-year softball that I was used to when my oldest daughter was 12 or 11. Um, so the thing that – the biggest thing – is how dang competitive these tournaments are, and how serious <laughs> that people get. Like, <laughs> dude, <clears throat> I find myself getting serious. Like, Farron, I find myself getting dialed in and fired up, and I didn't think that was going to happen so early on. So when we went down the we went to Hughes we went to Conroe that weekend. And when I saw you last, um, mm-hmm. my West Texas Bombers 2012 team, they went. We went down there. And Coach Stephanie and myself had no idea what to expect. We talked about it driving down there. And uh, no idea. We could have went down there. And I may have said this. If we go down here and we lose every game and we compete, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy. I just want to be able to compete on this level. Again, we had been pushing them. And when I say push them, these kids practice two, three times a week. We go hard. We put in the work like the 18U team would. They have myself that's been coaching for 12 years. that's gotten kids in the school and the college pushing their butts, preparing them for that next step. They've got an assistant coach that is a high school assistant that's played ball at Lovett Christian that uh, has done it at the highest level. So I mean they've got they're in a great situation. And I knew we had prepared them, but we go down there and they played better than I thought we would. They killed it, they played lights out, you know. Um mm-hmm. I I I honestly feel like we should have been playing y'all. But we stumbled in that game against the bombers, STX bombers, and uh and I, we may have been looking at you guys <laughs> yeah. instead yeah. of handling the team that was in front of us, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, looking the game so, ahead. Right? Yep, 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 exactly. So it's like looking forward to the end of that tournament. We beat some quality teams that that have won a lot of tournaments. And so going home, um, and th- I'll say this for – anybody that's not only in West Texas, but in any area of Texas, you need to get those younger teams, these 12U teams, these 2010s, or 2011s, 2012s, you need to get these kids in these tournaments, in these Chad Steers, in these Jimmy Greers. You need to get these these teams in these tournaments because they are super competitive, super competitive. I've never seen softball played at such a high level. With yeah, nine 10 and eleven to,
0: year olds, you never know what to expect. Expect a lot of people go and they see team names and and they're like, "Oh no, we can't compete. We can't compete here." But yeah, how but do you? You, know? you don't know. <laughs> well, well, let's say
1: let's 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 just say this. <clears throat> For instance, that weekend, that team that we played, the bomber team that we played, mm-hmm. that I just told you, I felt like we should have beat. Mm-hmm. They'd be putting on you guys pretty good. Yeah, it was like and, what, in
0: the zero one or something like that. And,
1: and, and that tells me right there that you know how we always say in football, any given Sunday, yeah, any any game. team can show up at any point in time if they play yeah. their best game, they can beat you. Mm-hmm. You know, never
0: know. Yeah, right. that's that's what it, that's why you forget what the age these kids are.
1: That's they right. Can look at
0: team names and not realize that. These kids the same age as the kids on your team.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you something one one other thing. <clears throat> just because just because you or I think that the team we're playing is dominant, those kids are still eleven years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they can still stumble and fall. You know? And uh, and your 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 team can rise up and play better than they've played.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you also don't know what those kids have been through previous. You don't know, and I'm kind of glad this is rolling right into it. um, You don't know what type of coaches have have molded these kids up to this point yet. You don't know the type of drama they've been through, you know. Uh, I know with a bunch of my kids – You know, we we dealt with getting their emotions in check early, getting them confident in themselves, and getting them ready to attack this new point in their travel career, you know. And I'm going to tell you right now, my four or five girls that were going through that have completely turned it around. And they are a confident bunch, and they believe when they step on the field, they can beat or compete with anybody. Mm -hmm. And – But the first step to getting them back there was was convincing them that it's okay to fail. I'm not going to chastise you for making a mistake. Mm, But what I will do is I will hold you accountable. And I'm going to be super hard on you if I see you beating yourself up. Like if I see you throwing your hands up for some reason, throwing equipment. That's the only reason why I will pull you out of the game. That's the only reason why I, I, I will hold you accountable for something like that. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're 11, 17, you never can make it where it's about yourself. It's always yep. going to be about the team, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah. Team
1: <laughs> The coaches that are coaching these age groups, man I... – for every good one that's trying to to do things the way they should be done you've got a couple of guys that that um I don't want to say they're doing it the wrong way but that maybe don't keep the right things in mind when they're making decisions they don't do things because it's in the best interest of the child you know and mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very, it's very important at this age that these kids and these parents trust us, and I don't want us to take that for granted, you know? Yeah. Because you get this trust from a parent, you get this trust from these 10, 11-year-old kids, and you do something to, to show them that man, maybe I'm not a hundred percent honest. Maybe I'm going to tell a little white lie here or there. That's the quickest way to plant that seed of negativity in that kid's mind to where they don't believe anything you say anymore. And it's going to go downhill from there. You know, they will remember it too. It it blows my mind. They remember everything you say. Yep. They remember everything. I mean, they'll say say something like, they'll say something like coach. Hey, uh, why am I batting in the seventh spot this game? Hey, uh, it no, it, it's no big deal. Look, I'm going to move you up. I'm going to move you up in a couple of games. I so said, just go out there hit the ball. And if you don't move them up in a couple of games, they're going to be like, that fool's liar, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: there you go. So, they come. Hey, you remember, remember when you told me this, this, and that? And I'm like, Yeah. what? Man, that was like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. For, for sure, man. And, and – but – Some people don't realize that, that, and and you'll let it, if you let a kid down at that age, that's big time, you know, that's big time. And I, I, I tell them, I I still try to live kind of by the same thing that I did with my 18 year girls. I mean, they don't care how much, you know, they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care about them. Mm -hmm. And if they know you care about them, even at 10 and 11, they will run through the dang fence for you, and I'm going to yep. tell you, there's a tenu team that I help out with, and they have a they have a couple of kids on that team that uh, that when I show up to their tournaments or I show up to their practices, these kids will run out of the dugout, jump into my freaking arms and give me a hug. Like it's the happiest that the happiest thing in the day, you know, and it melts my heart as a coach, and like that's why that's what he's bringing me back because you know that you're making an impact every day, somehow, some way. It might be to put a smile on a kid's face that day. Cause she had a tough day at school. It might be because one of your buddies, those daughters on your team had a bad day. I mean, everything, everything happens for a reason. I firmly believe that now. Everything happens for a reason, right? And we just got to keep doing the right thing. That's it. Just keep doing the right thing, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the big guy upstairs. You know.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But, oh yeah. So, so like you know, now you know you say you coach your your younger ones, you know, back back in the twelve U, and now you're coaching here. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's what's one thing that you wish you would have had back then that they have now. Hmm.
1: Woo. Just one, okay. Let's see. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. Um, hmm. Man, this is going to be what... kind of a this is going to be kind of a broad statement, but <clears throat> I wish that that my kids that are older now, when they were 10 or 11, I wish they had the support that fast pitch softball had the notoriety then that they do now, because I think that in another 10 years, I think you're going to see these kids start to gain monetarily for hitting balls out of the ballpark. For making great Mm -hmm. defensive plays for getting on espn i think you're going to start seeing female softball players make a little bit of money just because of how popular they've made the game you know Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i think my older daughters i don't want to say help pave the way because i don't want to make it sound like they're god's gift to the game because there's several girls that's helped pave the way that started back then so it's like i think all the girls that came along over the last 20, 25 years playing this game has helped get it to where it is today. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to talk about something technically or that, that, that I wish was around back then, um, I wish we would have had – well, no, we had pretty hot bats back then. Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, man, she, I don't know. Uh, Everybody used the same back. Yeah, I wish
1: we had. I wish we had the technology that we've got now. You know, that would be cool. The hit tracks and stuff like that, the Rob Soto stuff like that. I wish we had all of that back then. But uh, no, but if you remember, you might not. But back back then, Zeno Louisville Slugger made a Zeno, the very first one they ever made. And uh, it was so hot they ended up making it illegal and you couldn't you couldn't buy it. And they had people buying it on eBay for like six, seven hundred bucks at the time. Yes. So yeah, you couldn't find them. But uh but no, uh, so they've always made made bets that were super hot. But no, that's one that's a couple of things right there that, that I wish would we could have done different or that would change. But uh again,
0: I'm gonna start off with this my answer gonna be. And we're gonna get into the next topic with it. Okay. Is, is is the parents. Oh yeah. This is a good one. Because because back in the day, <clears> parents <throat> wasn't worried about what coaches was telling their kids and Man. you know what I mean you have to be respectful, but when the when the coach is yelling at a kid, parents wasn't all worried like why are they yelling at my kid. No, no because when we got home, because basically. when you got home when you got, or you walked off the court, because I know you play ball, but, mm-hmm. or if I walked off the court,
1: I promise you my mom or dad wasn't wondering why coach didn't play me or why was coach yelling at me or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It was, what did you do to not play? Yeah. Or what did you do to get in trouble? What did you do to get yelled at? How come, how come when y'all running full court press, you didn't go trap your man when he told you to? How come you was hanging out in the middle of the court waiting to, have to steal the ball? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go trap you know, stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, so, okay, from back, if you go back to when, when my kids were younger, the parents, parents were learning, right, I was learning, I, fair enough, I'm not gonna lie to you, man, I was a fool, too, when I was young, I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I would say dumb stuff, I would, Oh uh, yeah, I, I, oh, we yeah. All, everybody did that.
0: Yeah, though. I still I still yell dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. So, but going from the eighteen u division with those parents, okay, compared to the younger group of parents, man, the eighteen u age group parents, you got to understand too that that they're paying a substantial amount more every month when it comes to dues. So just by that on its own. Most of those parents are going to be fully committed to the to the cause, you know. Um, if a kid's playing 18U ball for a Bomber national team and they're traveling all over the country, about 90% of them are going to be fully committed. You know, they're not they're not going to miss practice, they're not mm-hmm. going to miss tournaments um, until they get committed. But that's a whole another rabbit hole <laughs> to go down. Uh, so going from that to where to where most of these parents had been around the game for, what, 10 years now, uh, there really wasn't much, I guess, teaching or explaining to them to where you come to a role to where you have parents that have seven, eight-year-olds, 10, 11-year-olds that really don't understand everything yet, you know? And uh, they don't understand... All they understand and all they know is what they've been told and what they've been taught up to this point. And I'll be honest with you, there's some coaches that really take advantage of that. And thank goodness I'm not one of those. Um, This current team that I've got, I talk to my parents all the time. I felt like when we put this team together that these these parents were kind of jaded. They, didn't, they weren't going to have a lot of trust because of previous things and that I was going to have to earn that. Well, that's happened. And now I'm going to tell you that the parents I have right now is like a family, man. It's like family atmosphere. They bought in 100% to what we were pushing as Bombers and what I've done with my older teams. And it's 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 almost – it's it's weird to me how similar – this group of parents is to what I had previous with the older group now. And the only reason that they're that way is because they trust myself and coach Stephanie. They trust what we say. They trust what we do. Not once have I ever been, have I ever been questioned about anything really? Um, I tell my parents call me anytime before, before you sit and fester and think about something for a week or two, call me the next day. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I guess long story short, the biggest thing with the younger group that I'm doing myself is I'm just trying to be open, be transparent, um, from, from the financials all the way down to the practice schedule. I want to be transparent, not only so my parents understand that this is how this is going to have to happen and, and develop that trust for me with me. But so that everybody that plays under the, the West Texas bomber umbrella will understand that this is how things have to be done to run a successful organization in the area, you know, and uh, it's worked out great so far. Um, the response from these parents here have been unbelievable. And, uh, and, and it's taken off.
0: I have nothing negative to say about it. I, I'm excited. And, Great group. Yeah. I think I think a lot of parents these days, the beginner parents, as you want to say, they mm-hmm. they hold a lot in. Instead of like you said, hey, come call me the next day. Call yeah. call the coaches. Mm-hmm. A lot of them feel like they can't call, like talk to certain coaches, right? Like like get some parents, they they'll call like a, a team mom or something maybe, and hey, you know this and that, and it's like, and see, like, and right there,
1: they're not trying to, they're not trying to be a bad parent, right? right. But what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? They're gonna call that mom, and then that mom's gonna call somebody, and then that mom's gonna call somebody, mom.
0: yep. And then the story gonna get switched all around, yep. and then it get back to the coach, and <laughs> it's not even what the story was. That's exactly <laughs> right, and that's, that's why. What I was I was always the the parent like we had we had a coach and like Des she wasn't getting getting fielding time. Mm-hmm. This was I had then I had then already snapped out of the crazy guy. And <laughs> I just just act on you know reaction on yep. when, you, when you're mad. You know I waited and I'm like hey like you know I I don't want this to sound bad but like I she's eight at the you know at the time. Like, what do she have to do to get some fielding reps? Like, I don't, I'm not going to just have a, just batten, right? Like, yep. what do she need to do to get on the field? And she told me what she needed to do, right? And and that's how the conversation went. I'm, Thank you, we'll get to work. Yep. You know, and, and that's really all that you have to do. A lot of people think if you go and talk to coach, it's going to get all rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. As long as you go and approach the coach as adults. That's right. Be well, what I always tell my parents, too, I'm like, hey, look, I'm going to be
1: honest with you. So just think about, like, before you ask the question, I want you to be prepared for the answer that you're going to get back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because you know? we're being truthful here.
1: Because yeah, I'm not trying. I don't want to lie to them. I don't want to lie. Like, I- I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. But I don't want to. It's a fine line because you don't want to be rude, right? But uh, you just want to be honest. And, and, and so far, uh, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, this group of parents that I've gotten have been, I don't want to say best or better, but man, they've been a, a lot more, a lot better than I could have ever imagined. And a lot when I say that, it's because I've been away from this age group for so long. I didn't really know what to expect, man. You know, man, I really didn't. I didn't know how to handle certain things. And I'm going to tell you, even when it comes from from how much to charge for dues to the tournaments to sign up and the sanctioning bodies to go play for and to go play with. I mean, it's completely
0: different. You know, it's yeah, completely different because 18U, you do main, you know, the big you're showcasing ones, you know I mean? Well, you're showcasing and you're
1: trying to go play in national events.
0: Right. So it's like
1: you don't care about you, trip. If you're playing mm-hmm. – if you're a true national team and you're trying to go get kids recruited, I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to play U-Trip. You're probably not going to go play much USA.
0: You know, yeah, you're no. probably
1: not going to go play much uh, Marucci Elite Series. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you are you probably won't play for rings at all. I mean, you're trying to get recruited. That's your ring, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, then you go from that to 12 U. uh, They got a million sanctions. Dude, I I screwed up and told somebody that, you know, (laughs) the one thing I'm going to miss about coaching 18U is just the competition, just competing. Bro, I played a team out of West Texas. Our team played a team out of West Texas, and I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but there's a club, and uh, they're called the E1 Prospects. And uh, E1 Prospects are all 2012s, and they are good. And we played them probably our second tournament. Played in the ITB and won 9-8. to I had more fun coaching that game, bro,
0: than Mm. I probably had
1: had my whole entire life coaching. (laughs) And, like, I was like, I'm walking off the field, and I'm thinking to myself, and I thought that this wasn't going to be competitive. You know? Like, Mm
0: -hmm. golly,
1: it was fun. And so – It's a different kind of fun. You're coaching 18U, Mm -hmm. and you're usually coaching, you know, lower-scoring games. Um, You go coach 10U, 12U, shoot, 12 to 8,
0: 15 to 13. (laughs) (coughs) You know, it's it's crazy. You're probably like, man, I ain't never waved this many people around third base in a while, huh? My
1: my arm is getting tired, man. Uh, But, (laughs) no. You know, it's it's been a real real experience just coming over here doing this. I know, with with my daughter, when we first came here. She took about a three month break. My ten year old Kiki, she took a three month break, didn't play, and uh, she ended up going and playing after that with a little team called Showtime out of uh, Midland. And uh, man, they just kind of they kind of changed her confidence brought it up to another level and I got another kid to go play with them that her confidence had been crushed by another coach. She went out there and just same thing that coach for Showtime, picked their confidence level, went through the roof, picked them up. Well, that coach from Showtime is now our assistant here and, and basically helps run our bomber team too, you know? And, uh, we kind of brought her along, and it's coach, that coach Steph that I keep speaking of. And once that happened, it kind of took off, right? Well, now that same tenue team still going strong, and they're kicking everybody's tail and, and, and getting better and, and, and working hard and, and getting to where they need to be. Point being, all these younger groups around this area, in Midland, Lubbock, man, there's talent. There is talent here. And you guys will start kind of seeing it sprinkle sprinkled throughout but it's hard to get these these coaches to travel and to leave this area and that's going to be i don't care if they don't play for me I, I play for the bombers i want these coaches that have great teams to come play you guys i want them to come play against tennis i want them to play against hustle i want them to come down there and play against american freedom yeah. i want them to see what it's yeah. like yeah. to
0: compete you know, and, and and you know, I think like like we were saying earlier, that they just, they're assuming that the talent level is so much different. It might be a little different with some teams, but it's some teams that you're going to compete with, and then you're going to be like, oh, crap. You know, like, Man, we can do this. We can hang up. We're going after this team and this team. And then that's when it will not only build the kids' confidence, but the coaches because well that's how we got...
1: felt down there in conroe
0: like not knowing mm-hmm. what to expect
1: and then we win that first game we win that second game we're messing around i <laughs> got first in our pool it's like <laughs> what the heck you mm-hmm. know like okay let's go let's see let's see what happens here mm-hmm. and uh it's just a different animal the whole the whole 12 years 20 2012 situation it's completely different and I freaking love it, dude. I'm ready to take off with it, and and hopefully, hopefully this team will be will, will be mentioned in the same breath with you guys eventually. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that that's my goal. Um, I, I know what it's going to take to get them there. I think we have got the ability. We just got to keep them together. You know, I mean. That's
0: the, that's the part. <clears throat>
1: Look, yeah. at how, look at how the, the, the hustle team has been built. And look at how TELUS has been built. You don't think I'm doing the same thing when I'm building my team? You don't think mm-hmm. that I'm looking at what y'all are doing and, and, and trying to replicate what y'all are putting together? And I know that if we can compete and finish top five, top three, win a couple, um, I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time and and, Mm -hmm. and, and letting these parents and these kids understand that it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's not going to be easy. But if you trust me and if you just do what we ask you to do, you will be able to compete with anyone. And and slowly but surely, they're starting to buy in and uh, we're going to see some great things happen. We did have a little... We did have a little, uh, 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 what do you call it? Humbling moment when we came back from Conroe. The very next weekend, we went to Hobbs and played, lost our very first two pool games, go to the silver bracket. And we're we came back from Conroe thinking we were world beaters, bud. That we made it, we can compete with anybody. <clears throat> I think I think I I texted you right that same yeah. day. Yeah. The day we, I said, man, you can't tell these girls nothing right now. They think. <laughs> There on cloud nine, and uh, and I'll never forget what you told me. Let them enjoy it for a little bit, remember? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did, they enjoyed it for about
0: a week too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, oh, they, they, didn't snap, they didn't snap out of it,
1: fast. no long. man. And you know what? I found myself doing after we lost those two pool games was I. Uh, I had an 18U discussion with them, and uh, and it was it was uh, it was one of those moments with this team that I'll never really forget, because I feel like it was at that moment that they knew what this was about now, that it's not okay to just show up and go with his emotions. It's not okay to not give your best effort every time you step on the field. If you wear those bombers across your chest, especially here in West Texas, you step on the field, you're going to give everything you've got because you've got everybody else that's around you that's watching you. And if you don't give everything you've got, they're going to say, see, told you they're not different. They're not the same. They're right. They're, they're, They're the same as everybody else. They're no different than anyone else. And what's the bomber's motto? We're not the same, right? We're different. Yeah. We do most people. most of us do things differently. And uh I think mm-hmm. if you're gonna say it, if you're gonna wear it, you better freaking do it. You know? Mm-hmm. So don't be the same as everybody else. Be different. Yeah, yeah them
0: bombers, man. You got you once you walk through across the in the park, man, you gotta target.
1: Well, you it's not even that target. anymore. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not just saying this, but you already know
0: every time y'all walk to the park. Oh, that, yeah. With that teal uniform on. Yeah, you, that, that teal. That teal. You see that teal from a mile away, too.
1: And it's like, and, and everybody wants to play you guys. Everybody oh, wants yeah. to play you guys. And everybody wants to beat you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. The Spurs with Tim, David, Tony, Manu. It was like when you played somebody, even if it was the 42nd game on a Wednesday night against the Atlanta Hawks, the Hawks is about to give you everything they got for 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and if you don't come to play, you're going to get beat.
0: Yep. So mm-hmm. that,
1: th- that's another thing that that with the success that y'all had, and I, I'm sure that, well, hell, I know for a fact y'all showed up and played flat, got beat 9-1. to one. You know, so it's like it happens to everybody it does, yep. and it's a yeah. great it's a great thing to learn from at this age
0: group, mhm, because, yep. I mean the second time they and it and it was just an adjustment they could just couldn't, couldn't make an adjustment, but them two tournaments back to back, I don't know, I don't know if the girls just wanted to play more games or. <laughs> <Like what>? <laughs> hey, <laughs> they congratulations as well on, on last weekend in Arkansas. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. And so, see, they, they put it together. So, I guess they was just, you know, playing around to just get ready for Arkansas because they, they, went, they went to Arkansas <laughs> and they had it on their mind. They went there with a mi- mission, on a mission. And I can say I watched them play some of the best ball I've seen them play That's all awesome. all season long. Well, they I'm gonna was, tell you, I, I, I'm, I like
1: to watch y'all play. you got a good squad. I was a, I, I didn't know what to expect from our team, so I didn't sign us up for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know now, I kind of wish I would have. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you about that tournament, right? Yeah. Yes, it is a big tournament, and this and that. But the talent level wasn't much different than at the Texas best. Really. It it wasn't you and, it wasn't, no, we had – You mean, know what I was disappointed Texas with at Texas Best? No, mm-hmm. you, you know what I
1: was disappointed with was – I don't know if I'd say disappointed, but I thought there would be a lot better pitching, I guess you could say. I was expecting – like, you guys have got two good ones. I was expecting to see overpowering arms – and there was not very many arms at the Texas best that could blow
0: it by us. So you got in 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 this age group, you got I think Tellis. Well, one just kind of left the Tellis, but they with the academy now. That's going they're going to start there in Houston. That throws hard. We got three that can throw fifty four plus, and then you got one. Yep, and then. After that, it's not many that throw hard. That's a great. That's a great way to put it. That's across the board. From even when we went to Tennessee, they had one on Kentucky Chrome that threw hard. Remember, and matter of fact, remember I told you about it, right? Yep, you did. And and her only downfall was her stamina. Like, well, see, so that's bro. why when you call it's...
1: you you had texted me after the Texas best about my pitcher, Sanaya, the one that throws 54, 55. Mm-hmm. You had texted me about her, about how good of a sport she was. But I'm going to tell you that weekend I learned a lot, right? Like I just told you, I, I thought to myself, bro, I, I've got one of the harder throwing pitchers here. In Texas, like, period. Like, and, and now hearing you say that, it's like it's it's, man! What a blessing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I tell you that kid right there works her butt off, her she's got the most supportive parents. Yeah. And uh, last night she played basketball, junior high basketball. She gets done with her basketball game. They got her with Jared Lewis at University Southwest and Hobbs, doing pitching lessons and uh, <laughs> and working out. From eight to nine, they leave Hobbs, New Mexico today right after school, drive to midland hour and forty five minutes for a two hour practice like that's, that's the type of dedication mm-hmm. that it I, and you can mark my words that kid right there you'll be watching her on TV one day mm-hmm.
0: oh, if, her yeah. work, would, if her work
1: just, ethic doesn't change
0: yeah if
1: her work ethic doesn't change, God's blessed her. With size and ability and a sweet kid. That's what I wanted to say earlier that I forgot to bring up. Like, when we play against her pre- before, I didn't know her. But when we play against her, Farron, I would – she would intimidate me, bro. Like, <laughs> I kid you not. I'm standing over there watching her throw from 35 feet an 11-inch ball. And, dude, she... it was like 57, 58. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even see the damn thing. You know? It's like I'll I'll never forget with the tenure team that I was helping with with Showtime. I was we were playing against Boog's team. They were picking up with another team and we were playing against well, Sanaya, her nickname's Boog. Okay. But we were playing against Sanaya's team and uh she was warming up and my daughter's batting lead off, right? Stephanie's walking over to the third base box and we're kinda of talking about what we were gonna do in that half inning. And Sanaya throws their first warm-up pitch, Baron, that said, like, what the – I looked at Stephanie. I looked at, at Sanaya, and she threw another pitch. I was like, golly. Kiki, my daughter Kiki, looked at me, and she just shook her head. I said, hey, do your best,
0: ma. Do your best. <laughs> but look, it's just, it just blew my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. just swing, man. I I bend it. I'll be on it. I'm like, man, how do they even hit the ball, man? How do they even see the ball coming? And so I, I asked Dad, like, and she like, sometimes it looks slower than what it is, and sometimes it's fast. I'm like, but how do you know when to swing? That's the only yes. thing. I know. <laughs> I, I, and you know what?
1: It's kind of it's weird because I think the same thing. Because sometimes I I always think the pitching looks fast, dude. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. How are we going to hit this? Oh, shit. What are we going to do here, you know? And then it's just – even at this 12 U level right now, I, the 54 to 55, I, I think it's, you know, it's tough for some of these kids to hit, you know? yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you about this kid that's a 2011 in Abilene, Texas. It's Brinley Reynolds. She plays for our 2011 goal team.
0: Yeah, she's throwing 60. She's throwing that. 60. And she is
1: freaking twelve years old. That's crazy. I was crazy. just like, unbelievable, man. She, so she threw, she threw thirty-eight innings in October and had seventy-eight strikeouts. It's <laughs> like, good gosh, hey, unreal. How do, you, how do you see it?
0: That well, one. hey, so,
1: so I went watching practice. I drove to Abilene, watching practice one day. And I'm just watching these kids do their stretches and calisthenics and warm up, and jog. I see her jogging. Bro, her arms are bigger than mine. <laughs> I swear to you. I'm like, how does God make these kids? Like, it is crazy. They are fit and just like a physical specimen, you know? Yeah. But big, big things coming from these younger groups, man. That's kind of why I asked you. To, to have this conversation with me is because I, I want everybody to understand that this game is about to take off. We think it's already taken off, but if you don't know what's coming up through the ranks, just wait. Oh Because yeah. they've got some kids that are 10, 11, 12, <laughs> and 14s and 16s as well, and some 18s. But these little ones, these little ones, if they keep going and keep doing what they're doing, It's going to be fun to watch them in about six, seven years play college ball, see where they land, and and, and go from there. But I just – it had to be spoken about. I had to to touch on a couple of different things. And it's just – it's exciting for me to see this type of competition at a young age. It's exciting for someone to get involved with a young group of kids that's done it at the older age group and gotten kids recruited, so I can take what I know and what I've learned from screwing up in the past and apply that to this young group. Man, how exciting is that?
0: We're mm-hmm. gonna create some monsters out there in West Texas.
1: Well, you're just not only that. We're going to we're we're going to to push all the hurdles and all the obstacles out of the way and give them a clear path and say listen to me if you work hard you stay committed to yourself and to the game you love and do everything that you're supposed to do and i promise you i can get you to play college softball somewhere yep it's as simple as that right and if you follow those three things you're going to go play college softball when you graduate high school how exciting is that to hear from a kid or if you're a kid that's 10, 11 years old, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just keep doing what you're
0: doing. Mm-hmm. Keep working.
1: And you're going to be fine, right? Keep working, yeah. Don't overthink. Don't, don't ever get too down on yourself. Don't ever get too high on yourself. Just keep doing what you're doing. Trust your coaches. And if you're not somewhere to where you can trust your coaches, find that coach that you can trust. You know? Mm, yeah. Yeah, because – because I will is- say this. I, I, will, I do want to say something, a little comic relief. A lot of people like to talk about what I'm building and how I'm building it <clears throat> and how things are going over here. All the 2012 coaches, they could take a deep breath because I'm not coming after anybody else's players. My roster's full <laughs> as of tonight. So <laughs> – Y'all can all relax. I'm good now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your mission is complete.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Y'all are safe. You can continue doing your thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That was a good one right there. They say you you out there snatching them
1: up. Oh, my gosh. That's That's what people say. I know. And that's fine. I
0: and, and then they're, they're not lying. They're not <laughs> lying. <laughs> hey, but, but is it not okay to, to come to a coach that you have trust in? I don't even think it's the coach. I think it's these, these kids, these
1: parents see what an organization like the Bombers can do for them. And they do their research. And they, they, they hear word of mouth. And then someone like myself comes along that's done it, and you know people around around this area they say they've done it, but show me, show me what you've done. Mm-hmm. you know, and uh not only that, take care of the kids that you've got. like there's no reason that 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 there's no reason that in West Texas that the 18U and 16U divisions should be where they're at right now. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be down. But they've got some athletes here. They've got some athletes, and they haven't received the same opportunities that our girls received down there, meaning the coaches – haven't done the same things for their girls that we do for our girls down there. And since I've came here, since the Bombers have came here, we've done a few things. We've kind of started a few things up. And I've seen a few coaches from organizations around here bringing college coaches in now and doing local camps. That's something that we never did before here, Mm -hmm. but we're doing it now. And guess what? I had nothing to do with it. The Bombers had nothing to do with it. That's somebody that's running their organization that wants to step their game up and do better and do more for the girls, and that's what I'm about. I don't care if it's Texas Futures, Texas Outlaws, Texas Bombers, whoever it is, Impact Gold, I don't care. As long as we're doing everything we can to set these kids up for success as adults, then we're doing our job. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that that's that's the, the, the main thing. And uh, and, and it, it, I see it I see it around here starting to happen. And that's
0: exciting, right? That's exciting for everyone. Yeah. So when when you when you started, right? When you went to when you went to West Texas and you decided, you know, to do the whole bombers thing, bring it over mm-hmm. there. Did you know you was gonna have such good success with it over there this fast?
1: Man, I'm about to sound terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I do. What you mean? (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I did know. I did know because I spent three months thinking about it before I did it. And I, I went to several tournaments, watched before I chose to do it. And I knew that it was needed. And kind of filled a dreams ish. I just knew that if we built it, that the teams that the coaches that we wanted to surround ourselves would come because they want to do things for the same reasons that I want to do things. And that's to help these kids. They want to bring things in here to Midland to West Texas that nobody's ever done before. They want to see Cat Osterman and Scott Smith come out here and give a camp. They want to see us bring TFL in the Midland, Texas, and have a TFL tournament here. I mean, that's stuff that 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 people have only talked about. I can freaking do it, you know? And now others can do it. And I, can, I see it happening. Uh, and, and it's exciting. It's exciting to see – an area like West Texas that has the same love for the game of softball as anywhere else in the country, finally, finally getting the light shined shine on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it's about. It's not about me, not about the Bombers. It's about shining this light on these kids in this area and giving them some time. There's a kid right now that I saw playing – this is how I saw her. So, Joe Melendez coaches one of our 16-year teams up here. And uh, he tells me, man, there's this kid named Madison Chavez. You know, she's a senior this year. <clears throat> she had got, hadn't got any looks but that. She's really good. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, Joe. <laughs> you know, they, uh, it is what – she's a senior. It's going to be hard for me to find her a place. It's, you know, man, shit. I, I don't know if we could do it. I said, you know what? Tell her to come work out with you. So she came and practiced with his team one night. And I'm like, damn, this kid can play. You know? I said, okay, let me see what's up. So I called Gibby Herrera, who's the head head coach of my old team, the SDH Gold National Team, 18U Gold National Team. I said, Gib, man, you need a catcher by chance? He's like, yeah, man, I do. I said, dude. Give this kid Chavez a chance. Like, I really think that she can make an impact on your team. And she needs some help, bro. Nobody's really repped her. She needs some help getting in front of somebody's schools. Well, I don't know, man. I not that. Are you sure? I said, give, me, give her a shot, please. So he gives her a chance. She's batting in the three hole for him. Just crushing. Playing great softball. Getting interest from a few schools. That's one kid right there. Aaron, mm. that if I don't do this, she probably don't go play college softball. Mm. But the fact that just the fact that we started the Bombers in West Texas and she latched on, she's going to go get a scholarship. She's going to go play college softball somewhere. Now, how deep is that? Now, that's one kid. That's one kid.
0: That's one, yeah.
1: I got ten, We have 10 teams playing under the Bombers right now in West Texas. Averaging 12 kids per team. There's 120 bombers in West Texas right now. And I'm telling you about one kid. One kid that we could ch- change their life. To me, that's worth it. That's why I do this. And if I, we can change one kid's life and help one kid out on a whim like that, what can we do for these other 120 that are all bought in and are ready to
0: go to the finish line with us? You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I, look, I didn't. that's why when we started at remember, four, five, like six years ago, I came in. I thought we was just gonna play regular softball somewhere. <laughs> so yep. They started telling me we going here and we going there. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, <laughs> like, what you, what you mean? Why why are we going way over there? You doing know? but. I'm no, going to tell you, that's, back,
1: that's that's one thing with these parents I was kind of concerned with, with the 12-year kids, because mm-hmm. they, I didn't think they would be used to traveling like I travel to play. And this last fall, we went, let's see, we Midland, then to Lubbock, then we went to Oklahoma City, then we went to Conroe, then we went back to Hobbs, New Mexico. That was five weeks straight, traveling. All those uh, you know, shoot hundreds of miles, mm-hmm. thousands of miles, thousands. Not, yep. not one person complained. And uh, but when I told them, "Hey, we're going to take the next three, four weeks off from playing. We're going to practice, but we're going to take off." Nobody complained about that either. <laughs> 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 hey, they, they were they were told. That's true, trust
0: <clears throat> coach. Yeah right, cuz they could easily no nah, why are we doing this we only we need to go play right now if the coach feel like we need to practice for 3 weeks
1: yep well let me ask you this fair ask- let me
0: ask you a question
1: why do parents why do parents feel like that their 10 11 year old kids got to play every weekend
0: because they want to post on social media every sunday <clears throat> I I tend with, to agree with you on that. With with the bragging, right, and and a lot of them, they were on the just post, oh, we did this at this turn, we did this at this tournament, but post post little Susie working out, post yes. little Susie doing, you know, little this and that. Like it ain't me, it ain't, it ain't all about playing. Do I like to go to tournaments? Heck yeah, because I see a lot of people. You know what I mean? Talk I think, to a that's, lot of a, I think okay. that's a lot
1: of it, too, though, Farron, is that, that I think a lot of the, the parents at a young age, they're having fun. Yes, yes. Which is, which is a good thing. They're enjoying going out to the park every weekend and hanging out with
0: their buddies. Yes. And and, and so are their kids. Their kids are having fun, the too. kids like it, yes. that's And that's what I learned. When when we really, really started doing it, it was like uh, it was a life-changing, life-changing for, for us, for my family. yeah like it was, it was no more. We were barely going to birthday parties. We barely going to fam- family events. <clears throat> I don't know the last time I've been to a family event.
1: Well, let me tell you this. So, I remember it used to. We had we got two tournaments this month. Shoot! All right. Well, look, we got to figure out how we're gonna pay for them. If we if, how we're we gonna pay for the hotels, how are we gonna pay for the gas to get over there, how we're we gonna pay for the food for the weekend. But the longer we did it, it was kind of like, dude, I'm not even worried about it. We'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> it was like the food, the gas and the hotels were a necessity. It was mm-hmm. no longer it was it was no longer a want or, or something that we did for fun. We had to go play in College Station this weekend. We got to figure out a way to pay for two nights of a hotel. And we got to figure out a way to eat this weekend and feed all four kids. Yep. Like, it, it sounds stupid to most people. Yep. I guarantee you, most normal people listening to you and I have this conversation are like, "Oh, they
0: like y'all dumb. These people out of control, bro." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I gotta have something else to do. No, because when I don't have when when it's nothing, we don't have no. And I got two girls playing, and yeah. if we get we don't have no softball, I am going crazy trying to figure out something to do. And I'm trying not to be like, "Let's go practice softball," but I'm trying to say it in the a good way yeah. so they can, you know? Like, yeah. But he's like, no, it's my off weekend. Yeah, but like, what am I supposed to do? Yes, they have college football, now college basketball, but I can only watch so much of it.
1: See, we haven't played since October the 15th, and our next tournament is November the 18th and 19th. And I am dying. I'm not yeah. even lying to you, I am dying. I've went and watched every other Bomber team play (laughs) over here, been involved, went to practices. I went and watched my kids play Wichita Falls. But I'm dying to get back on the field and play with this team. And, uh, you know, it's just how it is, man. I I understand that they need breaks, that they got to take breaks. I think breaks are key to keeping
0: the love for the game alive, too. You don't want to burn them out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I I want to ask you that from from you being you've been been in the game for a long time from, you know. When do you see a kid burn out mm. like like what was like the effects? <clears throat> How do you know? It like became, like it's kind of signs that
1: they're starting to burn out? Yeah. Um, like Yeah. Man, you'll slowly, surely notice things like maybe them not being as excited showing up to the tournaments. Like, we got Gold Cup coming up this week. Man, I'm fired up by the Gold Cup. Chloe, you ready for the Gold Cup? Chloe would be like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, and, but the only thing, and, and, and uh, when you start seeing it a lot, though, is when you start preaching recruiting to them. And now they're not just playing the game no more, fair like we talked about a while ago, because it's fun, and they get to go hang out with their friends. Now they're playing the game because they're going to a camp before the tournament. There's going to be 25 college coaches there watching them play, and me and you were sitting there for 30 minutes on the way to Sugarland to the fields talking about. You better be hitting the ball today. You, you better be aggressive. You better not let too many pitches go by in front toss. you got to shine. You got 25 mm-hmm. coaches yeah. here. Don't be making no errors in the field either. You better be clean on defense. Look, we ain't got much time left. You're 16 now. You know, in two more years, you know, one more year, people are already going to be recruited at your age. There's not going to be anything left for you. Like, that's the type of crap that I would tell my kid. And and let me ask you something. How is she supposed to handle that?
0: Exactly. And And, with all the other pressure on top of it. Well, dude, I was really blessed because I had a
1: lady that was – I was actually assistant coach on this team. And uh, David Smith was the head coach and his wife, Holly – was our recruiting coordinator. And man, she pulled me to the side, and she said, Thad, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't stop talking to her that way, and if you don't stop pressuring her, she's gonna quit playing softball. And you talked to my oldest daughter, Chloe. Like, that kid loves the game. Yeah, And she came about two weeks away from quitting playing softball, because I was putting that type of pressure on her, you know? And uh, and that that's when you see, long story short, that's when you start to see things kind of change and you see them start to experience burnout. And I think it's because they doubt themselves. And rather than rather than not be able to accomplish something that I've worked my whole life for and be embarrassed not being able to do it, maybe I should just quit and give up. So at least I can quit on my terms. And I don't got to let somebody else tell me I'm not good enough. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, okay.
1: The younger groups, the younger groups, man, if they burn out, it's because of the people that are taking them to the games. Mm Mm-hmm. And And, and, I
0: was one of those. I I was the person that you talked about, the person that got to take them to the game. Yeah. You got to do this. You need to do this. You do that. And then – I think it was one game. I think it was her second year AU U. She she bobbled the ball, and I yelled at her, and she started crying instantly. Mm. That was the last. That was the last day I ever yelled at her while she was playing the game. Really, the last time. I I was like, okay, Now I can't because I can't have her out there crying. So I got to know, you know what I mean, like how to talk to her, how to. Tell her, hey, you know, we got to get that. We can't yep. just that's like not yelling. No, nope. yelling is the worst thing to do for dads. Some girls yes. you can yell at them all day, and they just like okay. Well, let me well, tell you, I, you I see,
1: the Joss coach,
0: and I, I don't want to
1: bring y'all's team into it, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious. And I, I, you know what, I know the answer because I've seen them coach. I've seen them coach. I, you got to coach each kid differently mm-hmm. you cannot coach Dez the same way that you coach Kiki or i can't coach Kiki the same way that i coach Peyton or the same way that i coach Boog right well, i mean you got to like you just said about Dez if i yell at one of these other kids bro they'll crumble mm-hmm. there's another there's other kids i can get all up on them and they're going to be fine but you got to know the kid yeah, yeah i don't know how they can take it you know yeah mm-hmm. i mean and some of them kind of like sanaya sanaya sounds and death sound a lot alike sanaya is, is is a big kid and strong and she can throw that thing man she can hit the ball hard but if you talk to her and get to know her a little bit man she's a big teddy bear dude she's like a yeah. sweetheart she's a she's yeah. a kid like i've I, I I would have never like I told you earlier. She intimidated me when I first <laughs> met her and like got to know her. I was like, man, I cannot believe she intimidated me like that because she's <laughs> such
0: a freaking sweet kid. Just a good kid. Hey, is is a reason why I call Daz my gentle giant. It's a reason, <laughs> and I'm going like, You know why they're
1: like that is because of their parents. You guys mm-hmm. have done a great job raising her, and Eddie and Silky have done a great job raising Sonia and uh, as big and as strong as they are, they could be complete jerks and get away with it at school if they wanted <laughs> to be, if they wanted to. Yeah. And, and they're polite. They're caring. They want to help other people. That's that. That's awesome stuff. And that goes to show the type of, I guess, morals you guys instill in your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, my that's, daughter. That's... My daughter's got a dad that's six foot four and she's knee high to grasshopper. So it's like, it's like, I can't get a giant. One of
0: these days, one of these days. You say one of these days. <laughs> I believe man, my days might, are she done. A, she might hit a growth spurt, man.
1: <laughs> hey, if we can't be big, we can be fast, you know?
0: Yep. So that's, always what gonna that's,
1: that's what we're going to do. That's the one
0: thing I always love about this sport.
1: She swings, at, she, swings a bat, the she
0: swings a bat like she's as big
1: as Dez. I swear to God. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Um, I, Gap to gap. I don't care about hitting the ball over the fence. I want you to freaking find the green. Square one up. You don't got to swing so hard, bro.
0: She's trying to jog around the bases, man. Yeah. No, she, <laughs> she, she's trying to sprint, but it looks like she's jogging. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, she she came around. She came around one game. She got thrown out at home. I mean, inside the park home run. She gets tagged out. My assistant coach, Coach Jarrett, Jarrett tells her, Kiki, Man, if you would have ran a little bit faster, you'd have had a home run. She said, I was running as fast as I could. <laughs> I told y'all that I'm slow. I was dying, dude. She said, I told y'all i was slow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Lee. Let me ask you something about this. Like, did you ever think that she'd be the type of hitter that she is
0: pumping balls out of the ballpark at such a young age? Yes and no. So she she started when she started at three. She started with boys, and she got more competitive like right at four, going into her fifth fifth year, five year old. And she had a coach, man, that that uh, Marissa in Laredo, and she she really helped this. And she would tell us right away, like she told us, like she got it. She's a natural athlete. This and that. I did not want her to play softball, so I wasn't believing none of it.
1: Mm. <laughs> you know? I hear you. But you wanted to play basketball, but, didn't you?
0: Oh, yes. I wanted to get in the gym. And every time I tried to push basketball on her, it was like, she's like, like no, no. Let's play catch. Let's play catch. And I'm like, wait, I cannot help you with this. How how are you going to get better if I I never played this? I played when I was seven, and that was it. So, you know, like baseball, softball, that's like speaking Spanish to me. Like, I do not know what's going on. And I mean, she just, she just was a workaholic. It wasn't when she was in them four, five, and six, man, it was every day she wanted to do something. If I had to just roll the ball to her, got a tee, she didn't care. She, she got, a little hitting machine, plastic balls. Like that's all she wanted to do was hit a ball in some type of way. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm
1: that's awesome, man.
0: You know, I guess this, what it's going to be is no getting her out of it. She will not practice another sport at home. None of that. Even while she was playing sports in school, She was playing basketball in school, volleyball while we was in Laredo. But at team practice, okay. Once the team practice was over, she would go through a two-hour basketball practice and go straight to the fields that's right at the park. She had to hit. She had to hit. Like, it was something she could not leave the park without doing. And so once I started seeing that, I'm like, okay, well, I got to learn. I have to learn something. And – that's then awesome. We team, we got on the team here. We was at a tournament from Laredo, and then a coach um, was like, "She got the ball in left field and she threw it to second on the on the line." And the coach was like, "Who is that? Who is that kid?" And I'm like, "That's my daughter." And after that, it was that's how we got into softball here in San Antonio. That's and. People, oh y'all moved here. Well, her softball team was here. <laughs> yeah. We needed we needed to make that move, but yeah, hmm. she 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 was a natural athlete, man. She she got the swing from I don't know where my my mom played when she was younger. My father in law, he was real good in baseball. He in the Hall of Fame, Dan Laredo and stuff. So
1: okay. she had to get
0: because I did not like the sport at all.
1: That's funny, man. That
0: was good to hear yeah. that. That was awesome to hear the story. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I know. So, so, talk, talk, so I know, I
1: so, know, I know. I uh, I said that my roster was full, but I always got a spot. If you ever need one? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's funny. I was messing with a coach there in Arkansas, uh, and so he was he was writing this lineup. So I'm there, man. What you doing? What you doing? He was like, hey, "What what slot you want dance to be in?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just let me know. Let me know. Yeah. That's funny, man. Nah, you yeah, guys that's... got a
1: great thing going over there, though. Uh, I remember when you when you made that decision to uh, to to make that move. I knew. I know it wasn't up to you, kind of. But uh, when y'all made that move to go to the hustle, it seemed it seems like it panned out, right? Seems like everything mm.
0: everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, everything happened for our region. You got good coaches, man. We get they are. The
1: They're good people. I can tell just by yep. watching them work over there, man. I watched them coach mm-hmm. that one game when y'all were playing can't remember who it was, but it was late at night.
0: Just good guys. Yeah, yeah. Good we yeah, we get the privilege with with practicing with uh the hustle twenty national twenty eleven team, you know, and, and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So it's just it just worked it works, it worked out. It worked everything worked out for us.
1: That's good stuff, man. That's good so, stuff. So
0: before before we get out of here, man, let's get into this this coaching these the recruitable kids versus the little ones. Like mm-hmm. like let's say let's say you you going into a, uh, you know a big game or whatever and and your pep talk is your pep talk different in 18U than it is for the in the 12U?
1: Man, that's a great question. And yeah, uh I'm still trying to figure that out, Farron, to be honest with you. Um Whenever I was giving a pregame talk to the girls at the 18U level, it depends on who who we were playing, uh, on how that would go. Um, I always tried to make our older girls feel like every time we stepped on the field, it was them against the world. And to do that, I had to to play to make them feel like that the team we were playing across the field doesn't respect you they don't think that you can compete with them so it's up to us to prove them wrong um one of my favorite things to tell the older girls would be when we were playing an academy team i would tell them something like you got an hour and a half to prove to the other coaching staff that they made a mistake And they chose not to pick you at Academy tryouts. You've got 90 minutes to prove to them why they screwed up, you know? And if you put it on the kid like that, they're either going to respond or they're not. And I've not given one of those speeches where they didn't come out and respond, you know? One after one of those, we came out and we beat an academy team six to zero, and that was because we've got a team full of competitive kids, you know. Now, let's say you take that same conversation and you give that same conversation to some 11 year olds, that same pregame speech, they're not gonna give a rip who the academy is, really, you know. I mean, let's just say we're playing you guys. <clears throat> I think if I approach that pregame speech with, in my opinion, you're playing one of the top three teams in the country. If we don't play our perfect game of softball, it's going to be tough to beat that team. I think an 11-year-old team will probably go into that game tight and probably go into that game and struggle a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. But you got to keep it light. you got to keep it fun. Still keep it competitive. But you got to keep it light. You can't keep the the spirit, or you can't keep it too heavy on them. Because if we if we make them overthink at this young age, then it kind of it's kind of like a deer in the headlights, you know. And uh, just the the I guess that difference being between the 18s and the younger ones is the 18s can con- compartmentalize that stuff a little bit better than the younger ones can, you know? Yeah. But, no, man, yeah. I'll talk to my 18-year-old girls like like we were getting ready to go play football. I'm serious, dude. We would get, get them <laughs> fired up like, like you were having a pregame speech in the huddle, fixing to go take the field and play against a high school on a Friday night, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the, those older girls respond to that type of stuff, man. They love it. And, and and shoot, I loved it. I love to see them motivated, and I'm sure these yeah. these younger ones will get there too. What what kind of what kind of pregame speeches do y'all give your girls? Do they ever get hyped? Do they ever get fired up before the games, or is it always like, all right, y'all go out there and handle business?
0: Well, for for Desmond, I don't know what they be going doing. But sometimes they'll do something, sometimes they don't. Well, I but saw. The, <laughs> check this out. I saw the white year coach handle something the other day.
1: So when y'all played one team, I think y'all played a team. Where was that team from? Arkansas, I think. And y'all struggled. And y'all beat them three to two. And and one of the coaches pulled y'all's number one pitcher off to the side, number two. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, mm-hmm. he put them off to the side. And he said, hey, I saw y'all struggle. I saw you struggle today. It's good. It's OK to struggle. Mm-hmm. That's why you got your teammates for it, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about it. And the way they handled that situation, it was very sim- similar to how we handle stuff, you know? I mean, I just know with the pregame talks and the postgame talks, my postgame talks are pretty are, – are are the same. If if we play bad, I'm going to tell them like it is, you know? And uh, yeah. we're going to know what we need to do to get better and, and kind of go from there. But I did give them that one talk in Hobbs. And the, funny, <laughs> the funny thing was is <clears throat> it was it, i got after him i got after him real good and and the funny thing was is after as as i'm in the middle of this butt chewing i look up and behind me is the west texas bombers 8u team that's warming up <laughs> for their next game and and <laughs> all of those little 7 and 8 year olds they know me right i've been to their practices And I am—I'm telling my team, that's not how Bombers play softball. That is not Bomber softball. We do not do things like that. And uh, I mean, I was just giving it to them. And I look up, and I see those littles behind me, and they're all looking at us like big eyes, freaking out. (laughs) And I'm like, crap! I done scared those poor kids to death, man. You know, like. It's not the nice coach that be at practice. Yeah, this guy who has done got a hold of him. <laughs> but no, man, it's 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 good stuff, and uh, you'll see a lot more of these these little these younger ones and these littles. I call them the littles. You'll see these littles popping up all over the place now because I think we're gonna try to get get them to the point to where to where they can start traveling and competing a little bit too. You know?
0: Yeah. And then that's the same like for us with the eights, we we play a lot of Seguin like this this season we played a lot here, local and Seguin, but we have like six lefties, and Seguin don't let you bunt a slap. Really? And yeah, they don't they don't let you bunt a slap. So it is kind of for us it, it kind of takes away from our uh, our strong suit. Yep. Right got some speed like we got some lefties and they got some crazy speed so when they can't you know bun and slap it kind of kind of not not hurt them because they can still they can still hit but it, it takes away like what we what we work on with them yeah stuff like that but when then you go to houston and it's free ball out there man you for hate sure you. It, only thing difference is is the coach pitching you butt slap all of that good stuff for AU out there. And, and and it's uh it's uh it's good competition. Like you you can go out there too and it's like you got the hustle twenty fifteen team, they're they're probably one of the best ones in, in this age group in this area.
1: Wow. That's yeah, impressive that, man.
0: Yeah and, and they they just can hit. They hit, 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 hit a lot right up the middle, you know, but I mean mm-hmm. we almost yeah. got they beat us by one but they're, they are they they're a good solid team and then they got a few other bombers teams out there that's that's pretty good in the Houston area area too so this this 2015 age group uh, is, it'll be one of the next ones coming up
1: yeah, that's exciting that's exciting man for sure yeah man so
0: man i want to thank you again man for for blessing this podcast like you did the last time it was just a good one just like the last time man. It's always a a pleasure. It was late night, but we was able to get it done.
1: I was at the dang Fields forever, man. My apologies. Hey,
0: hey, life happens. Life happens, man. It is
1: what it is. But like I say, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you doing this. Keep doing it. And, uh, heck, if you need anything from me, let me know, buddy. Oh, yes, sir. You know know I'll text you. Yeah, man. Stay in touch. (laughs) I'll see you at the ballpark for sure coming up somewhere, man. All right. All All right, right, brother. Y'all have a good one.
0: I let my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility, y'all need to hit him up. We got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and and hit him up, man. Y'all get them appointments in. Levi's some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. I know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile Detailing just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up, and we ready to get some work in, all of us.